You're about to listen to Wrestling With The Truth Podcast with your hosts, BC Hunter, Jay Myers, NWO Machine, and special guest, you know it's all about the- Big Bear Sawatsky. Welcome everybody to Wrestling With The Truth. My name is BC Hunter, coming to you straight from the blanket booth this evening. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nightmare Jay Myers and the Wrestling Machine. Gentlemen, how you doing this evening? Starting with Jay. I am doing uh, doing okay. Always good when I go uh, on top of uh, the Nightmare. So, of course, uh, I, I go in front of the Nightmare on that one. So, that, that's a good call on your part. Machine, yourself, how you doing? Oh, I'm busy right now. Oh, yeah? I got my readers on. <laughs> He's got his old man glasses on. That's a, well, it's a good look. I'm sending out a message to an asshole. <laughs> Couldn't imagine who that might be. Yeah, just proving I'm wrong. That's all. <laughs> well, 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 before this gets too wild, I should mention we also have another <laughs> another special guest with us this evening. Uh, Mr. Machine, would you like to introduce this special guest? Well, let me tell you, this character, and I'm saying character right off the bat, a couple of years ago, I was at a Halloween social dressed as the Hollywood Hulk Hogan himself. And uh, as I'm walking up the stairs, all I hear is, woo! <laughs> and I look over, and this big son of a bitch dressed like Ric Flair coming towards me in a robe and sunglasses. Uh, and we just hit it off from that day on. And uh, I call him the Big Bear Flair Sawatsky. There's his glasses. <laughs> I was putting them on right now. And um, we've been friends ever since. We've, we've done a couple of cosplays ourselves. He was... Uh, Mick Foley, we did Hulk Hogan and Mick Foley fighting COVID and sent the video <laughs> out. We should probably re-release that, Bear, since we're doing the interview. But uh, Bear has, uh, he's traveled, he's done a ton with music. He's a rap star. Deep Cave, right? he's lighting up now. It's uh, rolling a fatty for the pimp daddy. And uh, he's just done so much. And uh, I brought him on today because... BC, you and I are the tag team champions of the world, and Jay never has a partner to help him. <laughs> so I brought on another AEWite in Bear Sawatsky. <laughs> so today we're we're gonna tackle a little bit of AEW and uh and obviously some music. But I got some good questions for Bear when in regards to music and wrestling. So yeah, Bear, yeah. welcome. Welcome, thanks. <laughs> I was gonna say welcome to you too, but hey, wait, I'm in your house. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for the nice introduction. Okay, no problem, buddy. So let's just start a little bit where you come from and your background in music and some of the some of the bigger names that you've been with. Oh, okay. So I've been doing music since like 96, I'd say, and started uh, Deep Cave, which I've been doing since 2002, which would be 20 years this year. I've been part of a group called the Filthy Animals, which got uh, quite a bit of like uh, notoriety across Canada and stuff. Uh, Shows I've done is with like crazy people, like like if I name Canadian people, it'd be like Classified, just because you guys said you're from Halifax and stuff. I know Classified done a bunch of shows with him. 
uh, Swan members, Mad Child, stuff like that. Uh, American people, like any kind of any kind of cool stuff from early 90s like i'm an early 90s mid 90s rap guy so like anything like that some new age stuff like i've done stuff with like uh uh ritz and like guys like that i've done music with like uh jayro from the alcoholics tash from the alcoholics uh the beat nuts uh wordsworth from new york that was part of the lyricist lounge when that was on mtv back in the day um yeah that's just quickly as much i could come up with as quick as i can and me in a nutshell pretty much so bear just out of curiosity because i know you're a recording guy and you know some of the restrictions are starting to loosen up here in covid and i'm just curious as a performer and an artist like how has that sort of hurt you guys me personally i've only wrote through well four songs last year that's all i wrote was four songs i only did and zero shows zero live shows last or two years ago when this all started only wrote four songs only did only did one show this year or did no shows that year only did one show last year and didn't write a single song last year so it's just the motivation the like when when you make music and it's the same like for other people that do other things say comedy or other things it's like when you write something you want to perform it that's the whole basis behind doing something you don't want to do it just to like do it like you can do that but it's the excitement is more the live performance for me I feel performing live is way better of an element that I am than making something recorded sounding like studio made and stuff. I I pride myself in being an amazing performer and I'm probably one of the best where I'm from in my city, like in Winnipeg, I'm probably one of the best live performers. So uh, yeah, I try to pride myself on that. And it's super hard when you're not allowed to go anywhere and you're not allowed to perform and it just destroys your motivation to do things. Yeah, I, I've been uh, actually hearing that um, even down the states, even where some of the places where the mandates have been lifted a bit, that they're uh, they're having trouble getting anybody back to some of the shows. They're getting like fifty percent capacity still because of people are unsure right now. So that's got to be murder on this industry. Being a musician or an entertainer or anything like that, it's always about uh, your future things. You're never really doing what you're doing today it's always you know a future release a future show you know what i mean like and all those things come but they have to be planned and it's impossible to plan stuff when you don't know how the world's gonna go <laughs> like you just you're 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 lost for like am i gonna be allowed to promote a show or am i just like literally we had a show i think it was uh, March 19th, we had an album release. So a lot of work went into that album and a lot of money went into making that album. And we had an album release, sold about 150 tickets for it. And yeah, that was on March 19th, I believe. And I think the restrictions came in to play in Winnipeg on March 17th, maybe. So it was like, yeah, that like that entire week, I think I had a I had tickets for a Jets game in the Bud Lounge, so it's awesome. They serve you beers there. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and then uh, on the That's Wednesday. That's important. Yeah. Well, then I, of that week, then the Wednesday, we were going to be opening for Onyx from New York. 
And then the Friday we had an album release. So like I had an awesome week planned, except <laughs> that week never existed in the world because COVID decided, hey, screw you, buddy. Yeah, I, I've actually, uh, so I'm a big kind of music guy too. And I, I pay attention to tons of bands. And I've heard that actually bear from several different bands who have held off even announcing dates yet because they don't want to invest in the, the everything, the pre-production and all that stuff and yeah. like stage. And I mean, obviously the big scale. And so they're actually holding off and not even giving information until they know for sure that they can actually run with the run with the tour itself. So it, it's got to just be a nightmare right and, now. And, no and, pun. And, you, and, and you got to think too, like even for like a, a simple fan of someone, that uh, a simple fan that just wants to buy a ticket, like so you're gonna you're gonna buy your ticket, but then you're gonna have to go through all these uh, getting refunds and everything, yeah. and like maybe the show will come, maybe it'll get rescheduled. Like it's just, it, and, and then how many people do you really think actually get their money back? So it's like you think of it yeah. in that way too, and like you know the band ain't getting that money, like the no. band ain't getting that money because they ain't doing the show, so they ain't getting paid. So then some person at Ticketmaster is just clocking in a few grand on all these shows that are camp. Like, I don't know. Well, well throw on top of that, like locally here, and I know this this is more of a Canadian uh, issue right now, but locally here, like even if you, with all the restrictions, you can go to the theater, but you can't order food. So it's like, wh who wants to go to a, an event where they can't do the full experience, right? So it's yeah, like exactly, people, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, that's got to be playing into or, it as well like like we have like a weird thing here where you can't dance or something and then like <laughs> is it footloose yeah, yeah. yeah like you're not allowed to dance i think it's a restriction and like you can't have over like 80 dbs or something so it's like i i don't even understand how wow. that works like the blue bombers not, were allowed 90 to, now they're just is where covid comes in though yeah yeah, yeah i was just yeah. gonna say now they're was just it, making shit up they're just making was shit it, up wasn't it that though machine something like ridiculous like that oh like, yeah weren't yeah. allowed to be over 80 decimals or some shit yeah. like yeah what, some stupid like <laughs> like and, 83 and, and, decibels sets the virus in a, in a fizzy <laughs> yeah it goes crazy there. it likes and, it up to that but then when it gets yeah. there it goes it goes haywire and, and, it's and, all a party the, the, the one, one funny thing that i would have liked to have done is seen if they had it at the bomber games where they have those like signs on the uh on the scoreboard where it's like make some noise and they have those decimal meters <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i wonder if it would cap out at 80 and be like Shh. <laughs> danger danger you get hey loud. jay what's up Wait, i got a question for jay or j or bc i guess but we were talking you're talking about all the bands that are you know like uh, they don't want to set dates did and i know this is more of our wrestling thing did did wwe have dates set where Cancel? you guys were and then change them to a future date already no we don't no. we don't we don't get a lot of shows here machine no, so like no. we okay. get a once a year if we're lucky twice a year tour and they're in like a really shitty old venue that like it's just host shows it's not tv tapings anyway. oh so yeah 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 they 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 weren't even coming our way that much anyway so well, it's super i don't weird. even think they've returned to canada yet to we, be honest we, I, we, I don't think no we had a SmackDown show supposed to be on January 22nd and somehow it got canceled in December. It was almost like Vince. They McMahon, knew. Yeah. It's yeah. Almost like Vince McMahon and his billionaire friends said, Hey, don't go to Canada, bro. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Might've been a tip off there. somewhere. Yeah, just, it just, just seems suspect. Yeah. Just that's what suspect. I wondered. Like it was all before this Omicron decided to lock everything down again. Yeah. And that WWE canceled everything and said, no, we're done. 
Yeah. And then a week and a half later, that's when the government said, oh, we got a new variant. Shut it all down. It, it's I'm telling you, it, you you're on to something about the billionaires knowing more shit than well, we do. Well, well even, even another weird thing, too, is like like the coach of our of the Jets stepped down. And one thing he said, God, well, well, one thing that he stressed a lot in his press release was that he couldn't coach a team without fans in the building. And he kept stressing that. But what was really weird is the day that he quit, they they had the new new coach take over. They only had one game after that where there was fans allowed in the building. It was almost like yeah. True North tipped him off and said, "Hey, bro, we're gonna be doing this again." And he's like, "No thanks." Yeah. You know what I mean? I think and, so too. And and he said it with like an underlining reason of saying it, where it doesn't you know sound like, "Hey, they're gonna do this to you right away again." But yeah. Yeah. I think I think when you're that powerful of a company and especially like you know like uh, that Thompson guy is one of the richest people in the world I'm sure he has a little bit of a little bit of friends that can say hey this is what's gonna happen but no need for conspiracies because <laughs> <laughs> the conspiracy people are just plot ruiners at this point <laughs> what was that thing today it's like conspiracy theorist 16. Yeah, 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 nothing. It, yeah, it was something. It was something I posted that was funny. It was uh, yeah. something like that, not to brag or anything, but if anyone's keeping score, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's vaccines, uh, vaccines sixteen. Everyone else nothing, <laughs> or, or conspiracy theories sixteen. Everyone else yeah. nothing. Wrestling with the Truth podcast brought to you by Mark's Wrestling Masks. You want to look like a champion. You want to look like a chump. Either way, he's going to make your face look good covered by one of his masks. That's M-A-R-C apostrophe S wrestling masks. Follow him on Instagram at maskmanmark705. Wrestling with the Truth podcast, sponsored by KEG Handmade. Check them out on Facebook. Ready to ship stainless steel coffee mugs. Any design, anytime, anywhere. Hey, this chica, she made me a custom toothpick holder. That's right, so check them out on Facebook at KEG Handmade. Um, I thought I would take a little bit of a lead and then we'll, we'll get into, um, I thought I'd make this a little bit fun. There's going to be no wrong answers here for anybody. Yeah, that's fun. Um, even me machine. That's and, nice of you. What's that? Even, even for myself. No, you're <laughs> always wrong. You're always right. No, this is uh, because it's a music thing. We've got a music guy on and I found, I learned something new about you today that you're into music quite a bit. So I think this might be interesting about, um, so bear, you're a music guy. You come up with songs all the time. And I want to know, and each of you guys put on your thinking caps for a sec, who, because of their entrance theme, the minute you hear it right now, who do you go, okay, I want to I see the entrance more than you want to see the wrestler? Hey, let, me, let me clarify. Just So the music so the music hits and you want to see that, okay. that performer? Let me, I'll give you an, let me give you an example for like of like how the music makes a wrestler. So to me, let's take um, a good Canadian guy, Bobby Roode. 
Oh, like the glorious. Love, yeah. Mm-hmm. Glorious made yeah. me want to watch Robert Rudin. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. The minute he went with Ziggler, I'm not a fan of Robert Rudin and Ziggler. Mm-hmm. I like the glorious. It yeah, sort of they, helps. They tried to like remix. Character. They tried to like remix them together or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and it just I don't think it worked enough. I yeah. I liked them on his own. But well, how, so how there, many how many are we allowed to pick? Yeah, because well, I got I got a I got a few. Let's go yeah. like five each or something like. <laughs> three. I would even say, who do you three. watch because of their entrance? Like you hear their music and you go, "Okay, I love this entrance." Right? <laughs> I know. Okay. I know who Jay's gonna pick. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I, I already I already have an idea. Okay, yeah. yeah. Please. So so I'd have to say one for sure is just Chris Jericho, man. Like him using his own music, the crowd singing it. Like every time, it's like. I don't know. Even to see him crack character and be happy when he's a heel, it's it's just it's cool to see because you know deep down he's loving every moment of that. Like a crowd singing your own song that you made, plus it's your entrance, yeah. and you got I don't know fifteen thousand people singing it. Even when like, and 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 he's done it so many different ways. You know, like he's had the choir do it. He's had a stipulation with MJF where it was no music was allowed and the crowd sang it anyways. And like, he's definitely kills it with that one. I'd say that one for sure. But were you, like, were you, were you a fan of his original uh, countdown one? In, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, the, uh, the that break one the to walls me, down, yeah. the break the walls down. Was but even amazing. just the clock countdown and then the, yeah. the pyro goes and it's had a pretty cool, cool oh, sound yeah. to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But but if we're gonna go with three, I'd go with obviously anything DX was amazing. Yeah. As soon as you heard that music, you just knew it was it was time. And then on a th- on a third one, I'd have to say Shinsuke Nakamura, man. Like oh. his his original music that he's gone back to yeah. now is amazing. Like it's just it gives the 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 change in the beat and just how he comes out to the beat and he knows what to do for his intro at every part where the beat changes is just like super entertaining. Here's an interesting tidbit on that you're talking the Shinsuke violin music. Yeah. Yeah. So here's an interesting thing going back to Robert Rude. Apparently Triple H went to Shinsuke Nakamura and said uh, I've got two entrance themes that you know you could possibly use. And one was glorious, and the other was the one he's using now. Yeah. And he actually took the violin one. He, they thought glorious would have been perfect at the time uh, when they were bringing him into WWE, and Shinsuke said, no, I want the violin. So that's how violin Robert is, that's cool. got glorious. That's, that's amazing. Like, yeah. it, it, yeah. I, I don't know. It just it, it, And, like, just the way he's flipped it, too, like they did that uh, Chinese remix of it. And then now they have that guy coming out with the guitar and sh- stuff. And like, Rick, yeah, yeah, boobs. Yeah. <laughs> but but now now they're going back to just the original music now. Yeah. So it's like even I like it again now. <laughs> it's it's funny too, uh, Machine. It's a, that's an interesting story. I think that happens a lot because apparently AJ AJ's music was uh, originally made for James Storm, who never actually sort oh. of like stuck around, and then they gave it to uh, to AJ. So. It's kind of cool how that. I think there's multiple examples of, of that. Like, well, yeah, I, I thought CM Gloria... Punk's original. CM Punk's original. I don't know if you guys know this. Sorry, Bear, but CM Punk's original was Randy Orton's at one point, and then they gave it to Punk when Punk came to the main roster. The first one, not the Cult of Personality, obviously, but yeah, his yeah. original one was Kill Switch and Engage. I think. Yeah, even AJ's lyrics, if you listen to them, they're pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just 
So, you know, a couple of redneck boys, hay bale throwing kind yeah. of tough kids, you know? And it makes sense for Storm if that's where, where they were going to go. But it also makes sense for AJ because they're kind of two peas in a pod there. Yeah, it's good. So, Bear, you're, you're going with uh, Shinsuke. So, Jay, what about you? Let's say there's a guy that you go, you know what? I, I love that theme, man. I just want to see this guy come out. So I think so it's, t- it's actually a tough question because I love a lot, but I think the guy that has to top my list and he was one of my favorites and it's, it's a historical one, but for me, it was triple H like the opening salvo, like the, but it wasn't just the music, right? The music was awesome, but then he had the whole water bottle thing. And it was like that tra- I don't know if you guys remember the transformation that he made, like when he was, even when he was long pants, triple H still, but he didn't do like the, the water bottle thing and all that stuff. Like that was hands down my favorite entrance still probably is um the rock didn't have a good music but the rock as soon as the, the rock intro, hit, yeah, it was yeah. it was just boom like i was like well, okay. I, and i was i was a big rock mark too so so here's it's a good example glad you brought up the rock because this is how i sort of look at the the musics and the recognition of the guy coming out and what you're about to see that's how i think that entrances should be so we all kind of knew like, for example, like I was fortunate enough to see Hulk Hogan live. Uh, I was fortunate enough to see Hollywood Hogan live. I was fortunate enough to see Savage and Warrior. So let's take those three. When Hogan's music hit, I, to this day, in all the events I've been to, including a Team Canada gold medal winning game, the electricity in the arena still can't compare to when yeah. Real American first yeah, yeah. bar hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so let's go. I'm going to go back to Jay here for a second with Stone Cold. The minute you heard the glass break, the glass, you knew yeah. someone was going to get an ass kicking. Yeah. yeah. He was going to be my number three, to be honest. Yeah. Just, yeah. just the same, same reason as The Rock. Yeah. yeah. But The Rock, to me, when I heard The Rock's pro music hit, I didn't think anyone was going to get an ass whooping. I knew I was going to see an unbelievable promo. Yeah. Like, yeah. To, yeah. You, yeah. You, right? knew someone, like that, you knew someone was coming to talk shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stone but Cold, someone was getting an ass whooping. The Rock, yeah. someone was getting a verbal beating, right? Um, and so, like, that's what I was saying about like the music, why you're drawn in, or what yeah. what you think of when that music hits. And I'm glad you mentioned Triple H. You love the lyrics, like it's so yeah. Cool like Triple H so for me was the whole package. It was a great rock tune. He had multiple great rock tunes. He had the great entrance yeah. to go with it. He had the light show. He had the what? Like he had the whole deal. But you're a bang on machine with the Rock. To me, it wasn't. It was. Rock and Stone Cold, in my opinion, this might be contentious, but they were arguably equally charismatic, but they were so different. They were so different. Like the Rock was just this swagger and this aura and all of this, whereas Austin was just like, uh, no nonsense. I'm coming down like and he had that that sort of. But the Rock was just something different. It was like not I'm not saying that I called him being a huge star early, but like you just felt he was a star like that's. To me, not not yeah. the Rocky Maivia shit and all that stuff, but like as soon as he broke free of the nation and he did his own thing there, and then they went to the that stupid Hollywood remix when he came back. Remember when he was gone? He came back and yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like the helicopter thing. It, like it failed miserably because it yeah. didn't have that same oomph that like the do you smell the rock is cooking kind of thing. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. it was missing something. It's like the Stone Cold stuff, though. It's like that was just a guy you wanted to be, though. Like yeah. you're that guy. You don't want to go to work. You're just a blue collar person. You hate your job. You hate your boss. Like you just tell it how it is, how you feel. 
I don't get two shits. Have a beer. Have a great night. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even the cadence, <laughs> even the cadence, eh? Like, it was just like he just stomped down to the ring. The kid, yeah. Like, we've done this on previous shows. So BC knows this, but one of my favorite all time songs, and, and nobody likes this but by me, I think, but I preferred his stupid, his uh, disturbed version where it was yeah. the same glass shatter, but it had that like really kick ass, like, me- like metal sound to it. Yeah. And yeah lyrics yeah. and all that stuff. No, it didn't really last very long. And I think that was because it was associated with the, uh, what was it the alliance or whatever like that was the, well, the invasion well, the fr- angle the first one was just a simple riff it was just yeah da-na, da-na, da-na. and then they they, da-na, they threw da-na, they threw and disturbed glass. in there and yeah. the, the glass shatter but then disturbed kicked in and it was like ah, oh, i was like oh my god that's amazing but i think it got soiled with the whole invasion angle anyway and then they went back but anyway but yeah sorry those are my those are my answers okay so now since we can't shut them up what about bc <laughs> <laughs> well this is this is a s- super hard question because are we going all time are we going with current or what are we going you can on? you can we're go in like, the 70s and 80s yeah. like i know you're going to okay well no no no. but don't forget yeah. guys we got a couple so we're, we're talking right now about okay this is what drew us into these guys yep so bc will have his his chance now to say this is what drew him into this particular character or maybe one or two like we've done yep and then i, I want to go into like you hear a music and you go i'm going for a piss yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So yeah. let's just go with, Hey, this one keeps me drawn in yeah. to yeah. watch this character. This one, just forget it. I'm done. I already know. I don't want to watch this. Okay. Well, I mean, it's geez. Uh, I mean, all time I could go, well, J- Jay took my number one, uh, triple H man. That whole package was just phenomenal. So I won't go with him. I can say Brett when that guitar riff came oh, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that, sure. that was one that was like, all right, here we go. Um, again, yeah. Austin's taken, but I mean, the glass shatter was just ridiculous, but I know, uh, machine's going to say Hogan, so I won't steal that one from, but no, uh, no, there's no wrong answer. Yeah. We can have anything you want. It's just what drew us in as fans, but I'm going to give you a couple of different ones. Um, so Brett, um, the road warriors, when you heard the, oh, old one, uh, yeah. Rush. Yeah. yeah, that like yeah. long drawn out. Yeah. That was yeah. cool. Yep. So that's one. And I mean, the whole just them coming out and they're just ass kicking machines, especially back when they did the Iron Man, too. Right. Uh, with the Black Sabbath. That was I don't think I ever got to experience that. I'm sad I didn't. Well, we we talked about a Hogan pop, but there's a Road Warrior pop, too, back in the day, back then. So, yeah, yeah. we Um, actually we actually sampled the uh, Legion of Doom song and turned it into a hip hop beat. And we made a song called Legion of Booze. Sweet. <laughs> it's actually their WWF uh, song would be great to sample because it's just got that beat to yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll give you another tag team. Uh, Demolition. I was going yeah. to. Oh, yeah. You made me think accent. of Demolition. Yeah. Here comes yeah. the smasher. Again, again, I loved. I love those ass kicking teams, you know, and um, yeah, it was just you heard that riff come on. I, I, I know in the eighties, if you're a kid, you were either Road Warriors or a Demolition, depending on what you watch. But man, I thought yeah. Demolition was just as awesome as the Road Warriors, just in a different way, right? And uh, yeah, and then an honorable mention, another tag team is uh, I didn't even care if I watched them wrestle. I just wanted to hear the beginning was the New Age Outlaws. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, 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 I kind of meant that with the DX, like yeah. Any, yeah. anything. Yeah. DX, DX was all, awesome. yeah, all encompassing. Yep, yeah. for sure. All right, machine. Yeah. What new one? I was sleeping. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> you got to do yours. Well, uh, no, I sort of gave you mine with the, uh, like with Hogan. Like, uh, you know, Hogan comes out. You just knew you wanted to watch the match. Um, for me as a fan, 
Um, for Hogan, it was two gonna... times. It was two times because you had Voodoo Child Hogan. Which yeah, was yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah, and then yeah. You had yeah, both of them. That was pretty cool. Both yeah. of his yeah. were awesome. Yeah. yeah. But but I'm saying for like uh, I know he had the two for sure, or even just if you went with NWO ish yeah. music, yeah. You, you wanted to watch them. But I, I just think that. Playing the guitar like an asshole, man. That yeah. was, that the was belt. like that the was best. You knew it was coming, but I mean that wasn't that wasn't the electricity of real American, is what I meant. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pop. Yeah. 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 yeah, the big pop was when you heard that first bar of real American, it's yeah. it's crazy. it was just crazy. So like I, I just think sometimes the theme makes that wrestler. So for me, those are my examples today. Like I said, I love Robert Roode uh, when he came out to, to Glorious. Yeah, Glorious uh, amazing. Yeah, I, I always liked that. I, I kind of, now I'm more enthralled into the Rick Boogs Shinsuke <laughs> intro than I am Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, after that, I'm like, okay, they have him dressed like a waiter. I'm not, under, I just don't understand that, that white chef's waiter jacket yeah, looking thing. Yeah, I just that, don't get it. That's why I don't like it because like I like the original one better than yeah. like, just trying yeah. to like trying to like add something that doesn't need to be added yeah. to it. Like it's do, do you guys think that uh some just popped in my head when we're talking about Hogan and stuff? Do you think Macho Man was hurt or helped by having Pompa Circumstance? Isn't that the name of it? Pomp Pompa yeah. Circumstance. Yeah, Pompa, yeah, it's a graduation like, song, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. And like so in that sense it's cool because everybody knows it, but in another sense, it's like it didn't I, sometimes it felt like a fit and sometimes it didn't was that just me like i it no, didn't have that i loved it loved it for me and yeah. i did too i get yeah it just i guess it okay ding, 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 ding. i guess it's kind of it like, but... like flare shit yeah. too right mm -hmm. well jay maybe maybe this has a part to part and parcel with the macho man thing so we never experienced hulk hogan as a heel with real america right but we experienced Macho Man, whether he was heel or face, right. with part yeah, of circumstances. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think maybe that's where I would go. Yeah. The, 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 other way, the, the other way I was approaching that was that I've, I, you would hear that song in other places. So it didn't, it wasn't just oh. Macho Man's song. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. okay, you know what's You'd funny? You'd see it at a graduation. Could, yeah, exactly. You'd be like, like oh, like, where's Macho Man? <laughs> where's Savage? Is he coming out? And, and all these people. And Where's all these Elizabeth? people that have no idea what <laughs> yeah. wrestling is are looking at you like, what is this guy yeah. going crazy You start for? doing like the little <laughs> finger thing. You start <laughs> swirling the finger around. Well, I, I just said, <laughs> BC and I just had a conversation earlier today, Jay, something similar to what you just said, because I was watching um, Steven Seagal movie Under Siege while I was at work with one of the clients I'm with, right? And, what were you, what were you drunk? Why would you have child? <laughs> Well, that's what they wanted to watch. So it's under siege and Voodoo Child comes on and here I'm fucking too sweet in the cloud. Nice. You know, nice. He doesn't know what's going on. He just thought it was a cool thing to do. But <laughs> I'm like, well, you, who would have thought, you know, back then that wasn't Paul Kogan's theme. Yeah. Right. No, it's, so, it's uh, and I think maybe that's what I was in my head. I was like, yeah, it was kind of, it was really cool. And I, it was a cool entrance and stuff, but like, I, it wasn't special to Macho Man, I guess maybe that was in my uh, head. But another one that I, well, I just think that Pomp and Circumstance fit him. It, it no, it did. Macho it, did. Man it did. It did. His outfits were Pomp and Circumstance. He was, yeah. Yeah. you know, eccentric. And I think those that's sequent why uh, work. capes, man. Yeah. Holy cow. Those were awesome. What one, one person that, none of us said though that was amazing was jake the snake's music yeah like it was yeah. so creepy, creepy and yep. 
and yeah like didn't he do like, like a whisper kid. voice too in it like didn't he do like a sort of wasn't there that in that i don't think so it no was just, but it was just an easy beat but it was so creepy and you knew that that's like like what machine was saying about as soon as you knew like the same thing with like the the rock the stone cold the the hogan stuff like once you heard it you knew the snakes coming man like, yeah yeah, yeah. i just think today's guys don't have um like some of the older guys were talking about everything was sort of built to them they were cheesy kind of songs and a lot of the stuff now is more rock tunes or uh, you know something that you really catch into but uh, so, so hey, you're not gonna I got, like i this. gotta say that adam cole's thing is so amazing <laughs> i was gonna go there, i was gonna go there barry and and machine is gonna hate this he's gonna belittle me and all this yep, stuff but that's fine and i he knows that i'm a fan of both products but it is it is undeniable right now that the WWE has relaxed on their efforts on entrance themes and AEW is kicking it. Like yeah. they are crushing it when now they're buying it. most of them, like they're all licensed for the most part, but it doesn't take away from the fact that they're actually putting out the one thing that I really hate about AEW's entrance though is they don't fade them out. So you know when you know when a guy's coming down the ring, he gets in the ring, there'll be a, a discernible abrupt, pause yeah, yeah. right between the next music hitting aew just goes right into the next song and it's like well, really distracting but a, a super funny unknown fact for me like my uncle used to run a wrestling in winnipeg and when i was a kid i was like i was like i don't know 12 13 and i used to do the music and lights for all these wrestlers nice. so like that was one of the biggest things probably one of the things that got me into music and stuff and that was one of my biggest pet peeves was listening to songs cut abruptly yeah it was all about the fade outs and yeah. the like you know what i mean like it can't just play and stop no. like that just sounds stupid and you i think AEW I mean? does a poor job on the announcers too like the ring announcer so they'll like they'll go right in it they don't give it room to breathe when like the song ends and stuff and then like yeah, it's a it, to that. me i think they're trying and the entrances are really good from the theme songs um and the videos are not bad like i think overall production it's it's hands down wwe they they destroy them from an overall production yeah. but they've really done it i think the aw's done a really good job of capitalizing some of the songs and that adam cole song like it or lump it machine it's it's pretty cool i think it's it's, it's, it's so 10 good. times better than the undisputed era's song in uh in NXT, the, first, 100%. the first time i heard it i was like what is this this is so amazing yeah. and then i i had to search it and i started listening to it i was like this is amazing and then i realized where he does all his spots for it and i'm just like oh it's time perfectly this guy yeah. is so good like he he's so cocky he knows where everything comes in and like what machine was saying where the music is built for him yeah so he knows his spots where he has to be kind of like the same with the shinsuke nakamura what i was saying where he changed he's always doing something when the beat changes and that to me is super entertaining if that's what you wanted to talk about yeah, <laughs> yeah. Adam Cole I'm not even is talking definitely up there <laughs> yeah no i'm not talking about once you get in the ring i'm talking about we like that we like what they're coming out to, so we stick yeah. around to yeah. see what we're coming yeah, yeah. out to. Like, yeah, yeah. and 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 uh, again, I'm not going to deny anything on the Adam Cole thing. That's your choice. Like, again, yeah. there's no wrong yeah. answers for that. But another but good example. It? But have you watched it? No, the answer is no. no. <laughs> I, I'm just not into watching 14 year old boys. <laughs> oh, there we go. I'll say so, this. I'll say this though. Ironically <laughs> enough, of, ironically enough, with Adam Cole's entrance. 
It's very similar to Triple H with the timing thing with the yeah, whole yeah. boom. Oh, no. yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like Triple oh, yeah. H spitting yeah. the water up, yeah. right? So you can tell yeah. he was yeah. kind of motivated by that. Yeah. And I think and, you should. I think you should always be ripping off the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? You should yeah. absolutely yeah. always be ripping off the best as much yeah. as you can. Another prime example of guys who have their time, everything timed out. Well, there's two examples I'll give you. Um, if you watch Sasha Banks, she does her little yeah. wiggle yeah, at yeah. a specific yeah. spot. That's really good too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the, yeah, when she, yeah, you're right. When she gets into the ring, she knows exactly where she wants to hang off the ropes there. And the other guy is Finn Balor is absolutely phenomenal. Oh yeah. The demon's even better. Yeah. 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 It's such a good hit. I just want the WWE to go back to like, it seems like they're going so bland and generic right now. And like, not all of them, like there's some really good themes out there for sure, but they've they've changed a lot and like they tweak guys and like ricochet's got a new one and somebody else has got a new one and it's like they just it just seems like they're missing on that one only not not missing only on that but they're missing big on the on the entrance theme music for me right now because it's not as i don't there's nobody on the roster right now that i'm that i get that same feeling as those guys that we already talked about well it's like it's like when someone's super dope in nxt and then all of a sudden they come up and then they repackage them yeah it's like you're already so over all these people in that are WWE fans as well. Know their know these people's music. Like it was like uh like uh, Enzo and Cass. Yeah. Like that that's another perfect yeah. example. Like, why would you destroy those guys when they like I don't care about the backstage politics with them and everything else? They made money. Like, yeah. why would you wanna break yeah. up money, man? That was like probably when I seen their merch, that was merch that I had to buy just because I was like, these guys are, to me, I thought Enzo was like a new rock type person yeah. where mm-hmm. he was so good on the mic. They had those catchphrases that the whole entire crowd got behind. And yeah, it was entertaining. And then it was like, no, this doesn't work. How does yeah. this not work? Like it's working. Like, <laughs> like uh, I, it, it, it's a great point, but I think it just highlights how good and how fortunate we were to experience Triple H, Stone Cold, The Rock, yeah, Sean, like er, that, hey, that, yeah, that. You know who you haven't mentioned? That whole Shawn era. Michaels was another yeah. great music. But like, yeah. we were so fortunate to get all of those guys. Like, those guys are going to be legend. Like, they're going to go down in history as some of the ultimate best. Yeah. And we got to experience a lot like three or four of them at the same time even the undertaker yeah hear the gong yeah it's over <laughs> like it's over i'll add but one again. more i'll add one more that we forgot to is uh the wyatt family yeah oh, that's yeah. cool god that's yeah. yeah that was so like when he came out with when he came out with the lantern when he switched to the was that when he switched to the fiend and he came up with the lantern of well his both face? both yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that was to me, yep. that was one of the greatest entrances ever. Yep. Yeah, the cool watched, remix of it. Yeah. Have you watched any of his Rotunda uh, videos that he has out? No. Have any of you guys watched them? I've heard that he's put in out some teasers out there now. They yeah. are insane. They are exactly pretty creepy. Like, yeah. They are exactly like the Wyatt family stuff. There's things that like remind things of it. There's like Alexa Bliss stuff in it. There's there's uh the two dudes that were with them like i can't well i can't remember harper and rowan yeah i can't i didn't want to call them what they are now because yeah yeah, everyone has to change names but you (laughs) know what i mean so like there's the sheep head in it and Mm. then there's like there's everything except his thing and it kind of shows like the 
the whole Firefox thing and it's burning down and it's like it's they're minute teasers there's probably about 10 of them or so and they are so like I hope it's him that's making them or if it's some well, fan that's making them it's crazy no, I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> like from everything I read or hear it all of a lot of that stuff was his creative like it was all like, sort of his doing so and he's he's writing for horror movies now and stuff too I think so or doing if, something if, right? if he pops up somewhere and even though he might wrestle 14 year old boys, <laughs> he's going to be a major asset for those 14 year old boys. I, I just don't see him. My own personal thought process. I don't see him going to AEW. I just don't. And, and I think part of the reason I don't see him going to AEW. I think he's too big a star for AEW. I know that doesn't sound correct, but I just think he's too good for them in a sense of his creativity but um, where for the character work? that he is doing or wants to do, I don't what, think AEW plays that game. Where else would he go, though, if he's too big? Uh, well, I honestly think if he's going to go somewhere, he, he might end up back with WWE. But my I own personal so. thought, I just don't think he's going to go to AEW. I just uh, I think if that was going to happen, it would have happened. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm with you. I, I, like, Machine, I think you make a good point. I don't know if he necessarily fits that creative yeah. storytelling with them, but they yeah. could make it work, I think, if they really wanted to, because they've got Abaddon and they've got some other stuff. But but uh, BC and I have talked about this a lot, and uh, I think it was BC who even brought it up first. Like, Impact would be a really good fit for that character-driven yes. stuff. Yeah. And yeah, uh, they yeah. do a lot of that character-driven stuff, including some out-there bizarre shit. But I think if he really wanted... Now, well, again... Could they really afford him? Would he want to go there for the eyeballs that wouldn't be on him? So it's it's hard to say. I I'm leaning on the fact that I think he's done, boys. I, I think he'd already yeah, be back in some place so. if he was going to, and he's not. And I think he's going on to greener pastures, to be honest. Yeah, but but he might do that 90s shit where he just pops up for that one match or the yeah. Yeah. matches. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see it. Used to have those back in the day where someone would just pop in and you know what I mean? You just well, got to figure he's made some money and like, kind, why would he want to go back into it? And he can just do like some other creative means to get his stuff yeah. out there. I don't know. It's, I, it, I think he would be back already. Well, I got high hopes. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, listen, I hope so. I, I'm a huge fan. I hope so. But I just think, I, time I, I think they made a mistake with him. My own personal thought and BC and I have had this conversation. I know, I think yesterday actually. <laughs> That Bray Where's Wyatt, all these conversations without me, you jerks? Well, you're in bed. <laughs> you're in bed. Um, yeah, that's fair. No, you know, well, Jay, you can. I think you might even agree with this that Bray Wyatt, the fiend, and Bear, I think you might agree with this too. Bray Wyatt's fiend could have been the perfect replacement for Undertaker. And yeah, yeah because everybody said, Oh, how could you believe in an evil clown? Well, how did you believe in a dead man walking? Yeah, but. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and 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 playing it with his preppy preppy character like yeah his normal self is yeah. like such the amazing thing like it's the two worlds it's like it's so yeah if you believe the Undertaker you got to believe yeah. in that yeah. man he's he's today's world of mental health right like Bray yeah. Wyatt was yeah. it's yeah. mental yeah. health yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I I still think and this is where my point was going to go with him Undertaker to me was never was never a great champion he was never a great um, he, I think he was an accidental baby face, just like Razor Ramon was yeah. the accidental baby face. But Undertaker was a great chaser. Like mm -hmm. it didn't matter. We want if the Undertaker was coming for you, you're in trouble. 
And that's what I think they could have done with Bray Wyatt and made him the perfect transition champion. So if you wanted, like, it's never going to be a heel taking over a heel in belts, right? But if you wanted to replace a Drew McIntyre with Kofi Kingston, how do you do it? Well, you get the fiend to chase down whoever's got the championship and then Kofi beats him. It's a, it's a great point. I can, can you guys, I can remember the early days of the fiend Remember, He was on, he was untouchable. Remember like oh, he, yeah, he yeah. wasn't being beat. And then he started to go for the, which um, was it the universal? It was universal. on SmackDown maybe. And you're like, yeah. I remember even lit driving in the car and this was back pre normal world. And like uh, it was on Corey Graves podcast. And they were talking about like, I forget who he was talking to, but basically you were like, they can't, they can't book him like you can't book him to lose this. He's got to win the yeah. title because he's so strong right now, right? And that was the momentum. And then we all heard of whatever happened backstage, and then the Goldberg was sent out there to squash him and kill him, basically. But I, that early days, Fiend, man, oh man, like you, well, you even even the uh, char- done. even the character switch from the Bray Wyatt to that new character yeah. was like two way different characters, but both of them were still both amazing. Like, yeah. we, I guess he pretty much had like the three faces of Foley almost too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause he did have three different characters that he could be. That's a great time. point, bro. Like mm-hmm. he, he, he almost got, I think he got D pushed originally too. remember that. Was it the mania match against Cena in yeah. Orleans yeah. when he really yeah. should have went over Yeah, and he didn't. Yeah. And that was, he was on the rise on that one too. That was the yeah. um, buzzards Bray Wyatt. Right. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. like, yeah, there's, there's there's so much to that Bo um, Wyndham Rotunda story there. I think if we ever get the real story, it's going to be amazing to me because or not amazing. There has, there has there's got to be there because he's be had too much. To like, there's no way in hell Vince didn't see money written all over that character yeah. both times and yeah. something. I don't know. It's just sad to me because something snapped in both situations that then put him or right back just, down. Or it's just I know it makes me money have to go with what makes me money I guess. yeah it's, I it, it feels more malicious than that that goldberg yeah. saudi squash feels way more malicious than just i'm changing my mind direct creatively like yeah. that just it yeah. just felt i don't know something doesn't it, sit it, right maybe that i i just think that the the um the the goldberg thing was they owed goldberg a title and uh and again it was just a transition over and but why course, do it with the fiend machine? That doesn't know, make man. sense. That you. doesn't make I, sense to do it with the machine with the fiend. Maybe those Saudis got shit scared of the clown and they said we need the other guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, but, the, the other thing is any the crowd's gonna be pissed off at anybody who takes the title off of uh the fiend, so they might as well make it the guy that's gonna be people are gonna hate anyways in Goldberg, yeah. right? So yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But there was the whole Seth Rollins, Fiend, like Hell in the Cell match. Like there was yeah. just so much shady shit with all of the Fiend stuff. It just yeah. seems off. I don't well, know. Doing, I, doing that red light was overkill. I didn't. That know. was yeah. ridiculous. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, it was yeah. almost like they were self sabotaging it, and that's I yeah. guess where I'm getting. Like, I don't you know think I mean? that was his idea. I wasn't. I don't no. think he was like, "Hey, let me uh, wrestle in a red light." <laughs> God, that was awful. <laughs> that was almost well, as bad as I the mid zombie match. I think they had so much, so many cool effects with him that when the lights come on, you it got, it's it. over. Yeah, it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit uh, of the effect. I don't is buy gone. that though, machine, because Undertaker was the exact same, and they they wouldn't wrestle the lights off with Undertaker. Well, no, they did. A, I'm pretty sure with Undertaker, they did it one or two times. I'm almost positive there was a 
there was a, not as they didn't lift all the house lights, right? Yeah, fair. But I just think that with Bray Wyatt's character, that somehow just didn't work with the. I understand what they were doing because red is associated with evil, correct? So uh, I, I'm with you guys. It drove me nuts to try and watch. Yeah, it was just it. hard to watch. Yeah. yeah. And, I, I, and I did like when he came out in his sweater and he played like the yeah. little character yeah. in his Firefly Funhouse. Uh, yeah, yeah, like just being him, like it was super entertaining, but he, I think he only did like one or two matches like that. But that's, that's yeah. a great point, but they could have went so many different levels and so many yeah. different directions with that. And like where they even, I even read or heard, or they were teasing that they were even getting Bo to like, because Bo, they could actually put Bo into costume that would actually look pretty similar to. So they could do like, yeah. he was facing off against the fiend as like Firefly Funhouse spray. And then the fiend were face to face. And they, I don't know. It just feels like they just really, something happened and they just squashed it for some reason. And I don't know. It seems it's just sad because it could have been huge. All right. Well, this has been fantastic. Really enjoyed this episode. Bear. Wait, hey, wait, 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 before you cut me off, yep. if you want to check me out, cause I might be an asshole, but check out YouTube backslash oh, yeah. or youtube.com backslash deep cave. All one word D E P C A V E. That's the label I run. Uh, like I said before on the first episode, I am part of a group called the Filthy Animals. On my YouTube page, it's all of our videos and stuff. We have music on, uh, I'm on a label called Hand Solo from Toronto. So they have a Bandcamp page with a few of our uh, albums on there. So it's Bandcamp backslash Hand Solo Records. The same, uh, it's Hand Solo, it's like Star Wars. And then, uh, yeah, like uh, Spotify, I'm on that too. And it's just, it's so hard with such a generic name like Big Bear. And like, yeah, I have albums with different, uh, different distribution and stuff. So those people get paid. I don't really get paid and I can't verify that it's me. And I've tried with Spotify and everything's all over the place because all these different distributions I've got. So Spotify isn't as good as just going to youtube.com backslash deep cave. That's our videos. And I'll try to post stuff in there if people like me. <laughs> hey, Bear, just uh, shoot us a message too, man, and we'll put it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Any other social media for you, Bear, like uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, or any of that? Filthy Big Bear is uh, my handles on most most things like Instagram, okay. Twitter. I don't really I don't really go on Twitter too much. I just I always thought Twitter was stupid, and, and now it's famous, and I should have played <laughs> with it more when I was younger. Um, I think Brock uh, Lesnar squashed you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, apparently, like, apparently, apparently, Twitter was better than I. <laughs> I man, I am so bad at this whole media thing because when i started doing music it was hand-to-hand -hand flyers promoting shows it was it was fun you know what i mean then it turned into myspace and that you had to learn myspace and then it turned into facebook and then it turned into instagram and then turned into to twitter and then there was vimo for or vimo or and then there was vine for a bit and then there's now there's TikTok and this that and the other it's like you can't keep changing the game man like give us one one solid place to do what we do 
<laughs> and that's why the YouTube thing is the easiest for me. It's easy to remember, super simple to do. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, appreciate you joining us. Uh, this well, thank been... you guys a lot too. Yeah, it's been great. This was fun. Uh, yeah, really having fun. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to having you again next week on the episode. So uh, <laughs> yeah, really that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I got a permanent permanent vacancy here. Yeah, exactly. I, it, 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 it's like I'm on a protest until I get my own part on this show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we got our own so little Kurt, convoy going on here. Nice. Yeah, my own convoy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So we'll we'll wrap it up here. Uh, thank you very much, Bear. We're going to say goodnight on behalf of uh, the Nightmare uh, for the Machine and IMBC saying uh, we are out of here. What's wrong? Woo! Did